0: Hey everybody! Hi friends. I'm Megan.
1: I'm Allison, and welcome to Out of the Average podcast.
0: Welcome everyone. So this week we have a fun little creepy episode. We haven't had one of those in a bit.
1: Nope, not creepy. (laughs) So creepy. (laughs) I'm thinking about it now. (laughs) (laughs) So creepy, guys.
0: Yeah. So this week we're talking about haunted dolls. I know you've heard of them before we've all heard of them this is a big thing if you like anything supernatural creepy you've seen a haunted doll in one form or another definitely We know of haunted doll movies so oh for sure i mean even if it's just something like chucky like Uh, you've heard of it
1: yeah we're not talking we're not talking about chucky in this episode but no definitely (laughs) a creepy doll oh yeah should not be uh forgotten
0: (laughs) Oh no, definitely (laughs) not. We won't forget him here. (laughs) So so yeah, we're we're not talking about Chucky, but we're gonna get into some other examples of famous haunted dolls. So what do you say? You wanna just jump right in and let's get weird? Let's get weird. So when we say haunted dolls, often we're talking about something that's like cursed or possessed in some way. And I kind of like looked into like, where did this all begin? If if we can pinpoint like a beginning oh, yeah. to it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, we can't really. But I saw that it might have origins in like effigies and puppets. And like, so we know effigies are things that are created to look like take the image of someone else it's usually you still see people use effigies in like parades representing like a political leader or religious leader or something like that and puppets that were used in ceremonial or religious ways um it's kind of like similar to this idea and thus it's also related to this idea of sympathetic magic where Mm -hmm. you are able to essentially like have one item or person or thing be represented representative of you or another person Mm. or item or thing um and we see it depicted in visual media i know we're going to reference it a little bit later in this episode but off the bat i think of when i hear haunt a doll i think of the twilight zone episode um the living doll Mm. i don't know if you're familiar with it but i've probably seen it but like probably it's a classic so this one's about talky tina and I don't know if that sounds familiar to you. Yeah, sounds, that sounds like too. a very
1: familiar, yeah.
0: Yeah, so Twilight Zone had a couple of, I'm, I'm sure they have many episodes actually about like the concept of like haunted dolls and stuff. But I remember watching this as a kid and I don't know why I got such a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like this little doll. It's based off of like Chatty Cathy dolls. And mm-hmm. they were like just, creepy and like freaking out the owner and you would like throw yeah. it in the trash can and then find it sitting on the bed a little bit later I remember I used to freak out Melissa my sister who's been on here before with a, I had like a little tiny doll and I used to like hang it over the bed and be like I'm talking Tina and like freak her out with it because I'm a jerk <laughs> but yeah but even before television and movies Back in just like the written word, yeah. um, there's this author called E.T.A. Hoffman, and he's a really early influence on science fiction writing. And I'm talking about like 1800s. He wrote stories about basically like creepy dolls and automatons because he was influenced by the automatons yeah. of his <laughs> era. And that's I will yeah, because like think like the late 1700s, yeah. early 1800s, you have all these like creepy life-like stuff or like moving yeah. dolls. It's kind of how I feel about like.
1: Robots now, (laughs) like,
0: you know, like, like
1: personable, like person robots.
0: I'm not a fan.
1: So and he, that, uh, he's, it, he's
0: right there just a few few centuries before me. <laughs> it, but that's exactly yeah. it. Like, it's one of the most famous examples of his is yeah. a story called The Sandman. And it was published in 1816. And it's about this protagonist of the story falls in love with a girl, a, a woman. Yeah. Um. But then, like, in the end, he realizes that the woman is actually, like, a wind-up doll that's being manipulated by an no. alchemist. And so, but it's, like, the same concept of, like, these creepy, unsettling dolls. Dolls. and i think like,
1: like yeah like yeah dolls I that like have that,
0: like a soul of its own it's like unnerving yeah and i feel like it's something that's so unnerving because of the fact that we have like if you're looking at like a doll it's something that kind of looks like a human yeah but, but it's, it's not and it's there's like it, no it it's empty yeah. it's like an empty shell but it like yeah. looks like us and yeah. i feel like as humans like we know like w- what's the biggest thing like one of the biggest things you take away from communicating with someone is like their when you're looking at them their facial expression their Mm. physical reactions as they're talking like the mannerisms that you put forth in your face we read people for things like this and if you're looking at a doll I mean aside from the fact that it can't talk or even if it can like it's not re there's no reactions and there's like no reactions but it also looks so human-like yeah especially like really realistic dolls but to be honest like any doll like you have something that's like what like anthropomorphic it's something that looks like a human and so like our instincts I feel like are like I don't know I feel like it makes sense why it gives you like this feeling of like uneasiness of Mm. creepiness because it's something that like looks like us but is like hollowed out on the inside this is really
1: reminding me and i know we have so much to talk about in this episode but i just remember it as we were like talking right now is that like a few years back i watched like i forget what it was called like amish horror stories it was like a show on discovery network or whatever um and like they had a whole doll episode because I, the Amish I guess believe they don't believe in faces on dolls so like yes all yes dolls, dolls are faceless expressionless the whole, yeah horror story was the fact that a little Amish girl got a doll with a face and that face like because uh. it captured like a human soul a human essence was
0: like haunting the family Ooh. yeah yeah it's very much like it has that like because I mean if you look at a doll without a face I mean it might be unsettling for like you or I where we did yeah. we grew up with dolls with faces. Yeah. Like that might be unsettling. But it kind of like ma- there's nothing to reflect back. Yeah. Like there's nothing yeah, there's, there's nothing, nothing to-, to interpret there yeah. if it's blank. Meanwhile, if you look there's at no like a eyes doll's face, be moving
1: and watching you. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's also it too. It's like the dolls' eyes, like even if they're the dolls that like can move their eyelids that like when you're picking up and it looks yeah. like it's sleeping, like the eyes are like there's nothing there but there's something watching you Mm -hmm. like so it's so unsettled I mean dolls are just can be just so creepy in the first place in general but um but yeah so I feel like when we talk about haunted dolls and like I also aside from like media I do also think like what well I'd say one but I don't know what you'd say I'd say automatically I think of Annabelle the the haunted I think of Robert the doll and that's so funny because you had mentioned this just, like, a couple of episodes ago. I totally forgot that Robert the Doll was even a thing. Did like, I mention Robert the Doll in an episode? Oh, I thought you did. Or maybe we were just prepping for an episode or no, something. No. I Maybe I did. I, I definitely but, feel like, I don't know. I thought that you had. Regardless, I remember regardless, you- Regardless, Robert the Doll, he's a thing. And, I was like Robert the doll I had no idea what you're talking about until I looked it up and then I was like oh right that doll but my head when I hear a haunted doll I automatically go to Annabelle like I mean it's like the OG haunted doll (laughs) you know what I mean like it's something that like just like how do you not think of it so I thought I'd go into Annabelle's story for the listeners that don't know about it or maybe you've just seen the movie or seen some media about it but really wanted to get a little more behind that mm-hmm. so I thought I'd go into it and mm-hmm. first to go into Annabelle I have to go into the people who kind of made Annabelle famous mm-hmm. and that's the Warrens so I know you know who they are yeah. I can't believe we have I don't think we've mentioned them on here before which no. is kind of crazy that we're pretty in deep with this podcast and we have ne- not mentioned Ed or Lorraine Warren before no I know. It's crazy, right? Yeah. So I'm going to go into them. So they're like the original paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that you've seen them in media such as the Haunting in Connecticut or Amityville Horror or the Conjuring series. This is all behind Ed and Lorraine Warren. So Ed was a demonologist and Lorraine was a trans medium. She was also a clairvoyant. They started working together in like the 1950s was when this all really started getting kicked off, 50s, 60s. Mm -hmm. Um, They really actually started not just by like going in and investigating houses or anything, but they started off by painting and investigating haunted houses for about five years. So what they would go and do is Ed would like look through newspaper come across an article about a haunted house I guess that just came up in newspapers back in day. Yeah, day right. but I don't know somehow like he would hear about these haunted houses and then they would go there and offer to, to paint to, to, to do a sketch of the house so what they would do is they would sit outside before knocking on the door they would sketch the house because both of them actually thought that one day they were going to be artists they were both really oh, wow. like um, craftily inclined like that so they would sketch the house together then they would knock on the person's door the homeowner's door and say we'll give you the sketch of the house um, in return could you give us information about how the haunted the house is haunted what's the history behind those it? sketches
1: sound a little sketchy I,
0: I, <laughs> I don't I know how that I would was... feel about someone just sitting and sketching my house outside but I, I guess. guess I thought of it and like I think a lot of these probably probably these original haunted houses are these very like notorious older yeah. Yeah. homes where you do get like sketching of houses and yeah. stuff like that, and people 100%. like offering to do landscape sketches mm. and stuff. And yeah. they were landscape artists, yeah. so yeah. So they would sketch it. They'd ask for like the information return. Sometimes if they thought that it was like a good enough story, they would go on to like actually paint the house and oh, then nice. sell it. Yeah, but not paint the house. Paint the image, <laughs> like, of, the paint house, the image of the house. I should say the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how they started off this whole thing about paranormal investigating. They would just like offer this artwork in return but they went on to really be like the big deals in criminal law investigating they would hold lectures at colleges all across the united states and even in canada um they went on to found the new england society for psychic research mm-hmm. and today it's run by their daughter judy and her husband tony spera um so it's still in business And the Warrens even have their house is currently a museum because they have like this occult museum at their house that you can go and visit in Connecticut. So it's now 1970 when the story of Annabelle the Raggedy Ann doll commences so Mm -hmm. a mom bought this antique Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby shop and gifted it to her nursing school daughter Donna who was in her like late 20s just as a little gift and she kept it in her apartment which she shared with her roommate Angie so she kept it on her bed but she would notice that for some reason the doll looked like it was in a different position than she left it And over a couple of days, her roommate Angie started noticing the same thing, or they would notice that the doll started to entirely leave the room as in Mm. maybe Donna would put it away on her bed and then they'd come home and find it on the living room couch or vice versa. Sometimes they would put it somewhere else and then she would find it in her bedroom with her door closed when no one else was there. And it was a little odd. They had this friend named Lou that when he came over and first saw the doll he had this weird feeling about it and it made him super uncomfortable and he kind of was like hey uh I think you should get rid of that doll but she's like whatever it's you know this is weird but at first it's like okay these things that you like write off you know yeah right like oh I'm
1: I'm like just forgetful like that like I exactly I thought
0: I put her here but I actually put her there I mean I do
1: that with stuff all the time oh I thought I put my keys over here but actually I put them over here
0: And if you have two people living in the house, like, think, like, maybe one of them moved it without realizing it or something like that. So, you know, whatever. But then they started finding these notes that had things written on it like, help us. Mm -hmm. And it would be on pieces of parchment paper that wasn't anywhere in their house beforehand. And then one day, their friend Lou walked over to the doll and saw that it was bleeding. Literally, there was blood on the doll. So, Donna's like, okay, enough is enough. And they decided to hold a seance. So they invited someone over, held a seance, and the medium found that it was the doll was basically being inhabited by the spirit of a girl named Annabelle who died at around the age of seven and her body was found on the field where the apartments were made that Donna and Angie lived in. Mm -hmm. And apparently Annabelle told the medium that being with Donna and Angie was really comforting and was really sad when they thought about having to leave. And so Donna, feeling super sympathetic about it, basically consented to Annabelle inhabiting the doll and keeping her in the apartment. So when I first heard of that aspect of the story, just like the whole consent aspect, I'm like, I don't know. Even if it's a a little girl named Annabelle, I don't know that I would consent to anything because you're just totally giving up your authority and your power over that. But, you know, who am I to judge? but after this point basically things started escalating so their friend Lou who was totally against the doll in the first place really started getting targeted Mm -hmm. so remember how I said that there was like notes that they would find that said help us yeah they also found notes that said help Lou which is kind of unsettling. He kept having these like recurring nightmares. And at one point he woke up and he found that he couldn't move his body, which to me sounds like sleep paralysis. Hmm. And he could still see what was going on. He looked down at his feet and he saw Annabelle the doll at his feet, slowly crawl up his body. (laughs) And then it made all the way up to his chest and then put its little arms around his neck and started suffocating him. It literally got to the point where he actually passed out from the suffocation. And then when he woke up in the morning, he looked around and saw that Annabelle was nowhere near him, but he knew that it was not a dream. He swore on it, that it was not a dream. And then another time he's hanging out in Donna and Angie's apartment and him and Donna are getting ready to go on a road trip. And they hear this banging that's coming from Donna's bedroom. So he, Lou, goes into Donna's bedroom to see what's going on. And he sees that Annabelle's just laying on the floor, not where they left him, left her. And then when he goes to pick up the doll, he feels these burning sensation on his body and sees blood coming through his shirt and apparently he lifted up his shirt and he had scratches on his abdomen and they refer to it as a mark of the beast Mm. like literally full of scratches it was to the point where it was actually like burning his skin but what's really weird about it is that within two days the scratch marks completely healed themselves and they were totally gone and it was just nothing came from that so after that he basically was like yeah like there's clearly something wrong here and then that's when donna called in a priest who basically called in another priest who then called in ed and lorraine warren and they were Mm -hmm. like we're getting in the experts you know yeah so ed and lorraine came over and they basically determined that the doll wasn't possessed because according to them, inanimate objects couldn't be possessed. Only physic like people can be possessed. Mm. But rather, um, the doll itself was being manipulated by a demonic spirit, very much not the spirit of a little girl named Annabelle who died. So um, I feel like I've heard that. Like when demons come, they come like they'll come in the form of children. Cause it's like yeah. it's like it gives you sympathy. Yeah. It makes you yeah. want to help them. I think and we talked
1: about this on the podcast. Like my brother's sure, yeah. where it's like it's like he, like, he's not scared of the big burly guys at the end of the hall because you know exactly what they're yes. Going to but then like, you see the, little, the little kid
0: and you're like, what, what are you capable of? That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. That's exactly it. Yeah. So, you know, it's actually a demon in disguise. Yeah. So we've definitely sat on before. I think it was the black eyed children. Yes. Children, uh, children. Yeah. Children children can be so creepy. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, at this point, it yeah. wasn't a child. It was yeah. definitely a demon. And the goal of this this demon, according to the Warrens, was that it was going to like slowly take over. Basically, it was like in the infestation stage of his mm-hmm. project, where at one point he was planning to possess someone i.e like donna but then also kill them all essentially Mm -hmm. but because they called the warrens and on time they were able to like stop that from happening so basically the warrens took the doll because donna wasn't having it anymore Mm -hmm. and they also requested of the priest to do an exorcism blessing so that's basically to invite in the power of god and to invite in all other positive powers to clear the space Mm -hmm. but annabelle wasn't done yet so they had an Anvil- strapped in in the back seat on their way home as the Warriors were driving literally their car kept stalling there was near collisions they kept the road um the car on the road kept swerving they had brake failures literally like they could not get home and it was only until ed doused it in holy water and did the sign of the cross over the doll and then they were able to at that point move forward and like actually get home once the doll was at their place they started conducting research on it so they would have it like just sat in a chair by the the desk mm-hmm. then they started noticing that it was moving positions at one point ed claimed that it levitated a couple of times um and then eventually like so like even like everyone was kind of like hesitant so they had like this other priest come in at one point and even the priest was like i think it, it called her something like you're only just a doll like what can you do it's kind of something along like that mm-hmm. antagonizing lines yeah. and apparently like three hours later or something like that when the priest finally made it home they called up the Warrens and was like uh you were totally right I shouldn't have antagonized it because apparently he got into like a near fatal car accident Mm -hmm. on the way home and even like there's other stories so the dolls eventually, like, basically interred in this specially made cabinet box. It's like douse and holy water, and they have yeah, it I in. I feel like they knew that. Like, Annabelle's in the box, yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Annabelle's in the box, and she's located in their occult museum to this day. Annabelle hasn't moved from that museum. They keep it locked in there. There's literally a sign on it. I'm sure this is like in a, this is famous pictures. We'll definitely post it along with us where it's like in the case and it says positively do not open on the box because they do not want to touch it. Um, but there's even like stories of even after it being interred still causing damage. Like there's this one, like it might be a myth, but it's the story about this couple, this young couple who went there and, um, Basically, the boyfriend was, like, banging on the glass and was, like, again, antagonizing Annabelle, saying, like, you're just a doll, something along those lines. Literally, on the way back, they're riding on his motorcycle, and supposedly they were laughing about Annabelle making fun of it, and then there was, like, a terrible collision. He basically, like lost control of the bike and the guy ended up dying and then it was the guy's girlfriend that like told the warrens like yeah, yeah this happened literally right afterwards and it's kind of crazy and since then there's been movies about it I know there's mm-hmm. a famous movie called Annabelle yeah. again like there's this whole like conjuring series yeah. and this is about Ed and Lorraine it's huge so that's what I automatically thought of when I heard the were haunted dolls I was like Annabelle Annabelle's. Robert the doll but Robert the doll
1: also is very reminiscent of that same sort of like energy um as far as like being in in a museum so right now um did you have anything else you were gonna say on Annabelle? No
0: I mean she might have more to say on it, but.
1: <laughs> uh, well, I'm taking, I'm taking the space right now because Robert, true. <laughs> so um, Robert the doll is also a doll that you can see right now. He's at the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. And so he's like in a little box and he's like this cute little sailor boy. I mean, um, he's dressed in like a sailor suit. Although, would we say cute? <laughs> I'll
0: call him cute. I think it's horrifying to look at definitely way more unsettling than Annabelle the raggedy and doll. Friend... okay yeah yeah he, physically because like... at least Annabelle I mean st- story-wise yeah she's intimidating but she just looks like a raggedy like and an doll. An don't get Robert, me wrong stuck in the glass case creepy. Like
1: Robert looks like a like a like a puppet
0: like a creepy doll yeah like
1: yeah. a <laughs> puppet doll he doesn't yeah. have porcelain <laughs> skin he's like made of cloth true yeah. like so, um but yeah so he's this little like sailor boy but they they believe that the sailor outfit was actually like when they got Robert he wasn't wearing clothes like the sailor mm-hmm. or he was wearing clothes but the sailor outfit was actually like from the kid that he was with like Oh okay yeah, okay it was actually an outfit that he wore as a kid but I, I'm not going into that quite yet cuz we're going to talk about him <laughs> I'm like getting ahead of myself um but yeah, he's in um, the East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. And he's also said to cause like really bad accidents after you see him, but only if mm. you really antagonized him um, or like did or like blew him off. Like you didn't say, hello yeah, or you didn't respect him. Um, I, so I found about, out about Robert the doll during a ghost adventures episode. So that's where a lot of like my knowledge comes from, although I did do a little bit more research on him. But yeah, if you like don't say hello or you openly disrespect him, like you'll essentially be cursed. So after seeing him there's reports of car accidents, divorces, broken bones, like ex- stuff like that. And so people, I don't know about Annabelle, but I know people write uh, Robert letters. Like that's something that's really unique to him. So either they'll write him asking for help. So like there'll be children who are getting bullied, who want help from Robert. (sighs) Like, like no joke. They'll be like, oh my God, like I'm being bullied at school. Like, can you do something about these kids? Um, Or that's kind of cute. (laughs) Or on the the opposite end of like begging for forgiveness to spare them from bad luck because- (gasps) Robert because they disrespected Robert um so the museum says that there's been like over a thousand letters uh to Robert and like people will actually leave him gifts too um at which the museum is like that's ridiculous like it's a museum you can't just be leaving like gifts of like apples and honey and and stuff like that so so yeah so uh again Robert the doll he's a little bit earlier than Annabelle because Annabelle you said was like the 1970s right Mm -hmm. Robert kind of got his start. There's not an exact date, but like in the early 1900s, because Robert the doll was gifted to a young boy boy named Robert Eugene Otto. So he named the doll after him, but the boy himself goes by Gene. So he goes by his middle name, not by Robert. Um, Different sources say different things of how Gene got him. So like I originally thought that it was gifted to him through his aunt But one says that he got it from his grandfather, and his grandfather was, like, in Germany and got this doll, um, which – wait, we'll go into it. And then another says that um, it's from a servant, and and that's why Robert the doll is cursed, because of, like, black magic and voodoo. Uh... I don't know how I really – vibe with that but that those are those are the ways Jean could have gotten this doll although I believe the museum tried to trace back Robert's origin and they traced it back to the Stife company so like that was the same toy maker said to create the first teddy bear in honor of Theodore Roosevelt and that Robert was apparently never supposed to be sold as a toy in general like sold for like as a doll for people to play with it was actually meant to be in like store displays so like sitting in like um in the window basically like dressed up Aww. maybe however they want that display um That's it. but either way however robert came to be he he ended up into jean's hands and so jean as a young boy talked to robert like he was a person um and people really deemed the relationship with robert on like quote unquote unhealthy like they were inseparable and when robert came along that's when these really big mishaps started to happen in the house so like there'll be all these accidents or or like plates would fall off like like things would be smashed furniture would be overturned um and robert uh jean would constantly blame it on robert and people like Mm you know like so But these things didn't start occurring until Robert the dog got into the house. So, like, he's said to be, like, really, Robert himself is said to be really mischievous. Like, so he'll move about the house. Like, he would would be seen in different places. He was never where you left him, kind of like the Annabelle situation. Um, And his parents stated that whenever Gene would talk to Robert uh, when he was young, so he would talk to, like, Robert and they would hear a response back in like a different voice. So like he would use a different voice to have the conversation mm-hmm.
0: with Robert. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so Jean actually, so th- those were like the weird occurrences with Robert, but Jean left home for a little bit. I think he went back to, like he went to college. He went abroad. I think he went to Europe at some point. I don't know if he was stationed in the war. I don't know if it was college. All I know is that he left and he left Robert at the house um, and he came back married. Um, after his parents passed, they moved back into the house with his um, wife Anne. Um, and Jean was adamant that Robert should have his own room, and so there was a room upstairs that overlooked the street. And so children would always see Robert staring like down on the street, like so like literally a doll creepy. in the window. Um, and then. Anne was getting, like, this new wife did not know about Robert at all, was getting really freaked out and convinced Jean to lock him in the attic. And so Jean locked him in the attic and they would find him sitting back in front of the window. And, like, that happened, like, multiple times. Uh, So yeah. So also moving about the house. Um, So anyway, Robert did stay with them until uh, Jean passed away. Um, But the next owners of the house kind of became the caretakers of Robert. So they had a young daughter who was really excited to have this new doll. Um, But apparently Robert also terrorized her. Robert, I believe Robert also like, yeah, there was another incident, like you had said with Annabelle, of like Robert sitting at the foot of Jean's bed when he was really young um, and like, mmm as well. Like the mother came in because Jean was screaming and Robert and Jean had said Robert would, was um, hurting him. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like, there's not like a, a stream timeline, but that's kind of, the mm-hmm. story of Robert the doll. And so the owners of the house ended up giving um, Robert to the museum in 1994. And that's where he's been ever since. So he does have a caretaker in the museum, but the caretaker herself like she'll like take him out. Sometimes she'll clean him a little bit, like clean up his setup. She does not, She's stated that she does not know if he's actually haunted because he has never given her a hard time. But I also feel like it's worth noting that at the end of the day, if like children, because he gets these letters, if children write write him, she'll write the children back like she'll oh. write back from robert so i'm almost like maybe robert like really respects her and her job and what she does for him and that's why he's not giving her a problem that's what because, i was thinking too yeah, but he is giving problems to people who go visit antagonize and, and antagonize him
0: well that's kind of what i was thinking too i'm like if she leaves him alone then maybe like if he's not yeah. like just overly antagonistic like say annabelle who has this demonic spirit in him yeah. Like, maybe because she's not antagonizing him directly. Yeah. And it's yeah, also, like, I this see. idea of, like, what you put into it. Like, like almost, like, like even the idea of, like, with the sympathetic magic and, like, the, the dolls in the first place and the haunted dolls, it's, like, yeah. what are you projecting onto it? Yeah. Like, so, I know you said like, that, like, he might have... Back to you what you give. Yeah, you. exactly. And, yeah. Like, like, he had, I mean, granted, like, obviously it's not good if... Um, Gene felt like pain from the doll at one point but he seemed to like really depend on it and so yeah. if he like put in all of this passion I do believe that there's like a sense like you're putting in some of your own energies into an object like why couldn't you why couldn't your spirit touch something else you know yeah. what I mean
1: yeah 100%
0: and I think that's where the whole idea of like creepy or possessed or haunted dolls could come into play it's like how much of it like how much we feed into it and then how much that's reflected off of that especially
1: with the conversation of like before where you're saying like it's just an empty shell like it doesn't give you anything back but it's like well what if it does what if it just
0: reflects back to you what you're exactly like what if it's an empty vessel and you're the one that's filling it up with these energies like or conversely like a demonic Spirit possessing. But that's hard.
1: I'm looking like so I have Mr. Fuzzy. He's like my stuffed animal bunny that I've had ever since I was four years old. And like I still sleep with him. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. never moved. He's never done anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like I love him so
0: much. Like I don't know. (laughs) He's just loving you on back. (laughs) He's just loving you
1: back and he doesn't give me any problems. Like, but um, but yeah, I think I think there's definitely room for that. But he's also not like a humanoid doll. So true, true. that's if that's what we're talking about, that's that is a little bit of a difference.
0: But that's true. Yeah. And and then
1: people at the museum also say, and like there are pictures of Robert online, like you can find pictures of him, but they say that whenever you try to take a picture of him at the museum, your cameras don't work. Like there's like Ugh. and like it won't start work like your camera won't start working again until you're outside of the museum. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. He's that pretty- is really creepy. I but. feel like there's
1: more to Robert's story, but that's just like baseline, like who he is. Mm-hmm. Also, he does have a movie. It's called Robert. <laughs> like, like Annabelle has a movie. Annabelle. Robert has a movie. Robert. I've never watched Robert. Me either. I watched the movie The Boy. That really reminds me of of Robert. I thought the boy. I- actually based off of robert and it might be but i didn't like check into that but yeah
0: like it wasn't like outwardly stated that that's what it was based on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i see like how the concept could be there Mm -hmm. and it's again this whole like haunted doll concept and i did also find um i don't know if you had anything else on robert
1: no i have nothing else on robert um, so, I just I just think about, I, and I know you have other, like, examples of possessed dolls, but I just, I also think about how crazy it is that people are selling, like, possessed dolls on eBay.
0: Yes! So, yeah. when we first talked about this, like, I think that it's wild that people do that, and they, that was even mentioned um, in The Raven Cycle, the yeah. Maggie Seabatter book, that books yeah. that we have mentioned on here before, there's this one character who buys, essentially these haunted and possessed items to see what they're going to do with it and you could just literally buy them on ebay yeah i mean i guess you could buy anything online (laughs) these Mm -hmm. days i feel like
1: i had watched something where like they went on ebay ebay and like actually looked up these dolls excuse me um they actually looked up these dolls and it was like oh like this doll is like meshed with the spirit of fiona who is a really nice like gentle lady if you want to have the like I don't know that's
0: like, wild yeah, like it's like, so particular having, to like, like
1: of like like seeing these dolls and like saying who like who's like, in, like what soul is intertwined in the doll
0: that you can I love. feel like wouldn't that just if there was a soul that was intertwined entwined with it or a spirit or wouldn't that just piss it off more if you're putting like a monetary value on it I feel like like you're just being sold like
1: yeah, you are being sold I mean like, who's to
0: not, say that you can possess it get a possessed doll like let me tell you I know how can one possess a doll that's already possessed yeah. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous yeah. just that whole idea that you can buy something like that like yeah. to buy I mean I guess look well, and buy a haunted I, house. Think, I think what's exciting
1: is that it's like "quote unquote" a friendly, a friendly spirit, a friendly soul. That's, that's true.
0: find like an evil one or like a demonic. It's almost, it's like you need company. So, like, here's a comfort, and yeah. like, yeah. here's something to comfort uh, you. I don't know.
1: I don't know how I feel about uh, possessed dolls.
0: Like owning one, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
1: do that. No, there's a market for it if you're interested um if you own some it sounds like you're
0: advertising (laughs) just go on ebay if you have one that you would like to sell we'll check if it's going to be in good condition or not we'll let you know what the rating's going to be
1: there's a market for that so if you listen or are interested it's not it's
0: it's not even the black market so (laughs) oh my god okay so if these are on ebay what's on the black market possession wise i don't need to know what's actually on the black market i have ideas yeah
1: Okay, I don't... But I don't,
0: what's the next level?
1: I'm not dabbling in that
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is not on your yeah, search history. Mother, you can tell me about some non-eBay possessed dolls. That you okay, can- I will. Okay, so I, I actually do. I do have a couple more. I mean, yeah. there are a good amount of stories out there. I'm sure there's even more out there that are, of course, not even, you know, that you can't even find on the internet. But I did find two that I wanted to uh, just quickly mention. So one is called Okiku. And this is a doll, and it's actually the story is based in Hokkaido in Japan, which um, I love
1: because that's where I studied
0: abroad. I love it. One day I will go there. One day. Um, so there was this boy who basically bought well, a next doll. Time, for- next time I'm definitely going back to Hokkaido. So you're can- gonna check this out. Oh yeah, I will. Yeah. Like, so yeah, so listeners
1: with me. <laughs> yeah. like, what,
0: the, what the heck, Allison? <laughs> okay cool <laughs> yeah so you can still see this doll yeah. um if you go to Hokkaido so there's this boy that um, he essentially bought this doll for his little sister his little sister's name was actually Okiku and she named it after herself she was only like two or three years old um and then she died it was like a sudden thing I've read in different sources it was like either a really that cold or yellow mm-hmm. fever either way she died at around three years old and it's really really sad um but essentially the family kind of thought that the doll, Um, was possessed by Okiko's actual spirit and they started seeing these typical things where they would find the doll moving it was misplaced from where they had left it Um, at one point they even noticed that the hair on the doll was growing Mm. and this obviously was really unsettling for them um, because they had it set up on Okiko's altar like this altar made for her because they were like oh this is like a a simple kind of like a representation of it It so they like exactly and she loved it so much that her you know her spirit possessed it Mm -hmm. but it was like quite unsettling and they had to move the family had to move away but they didn't want to kind of like totally displace it all and so they gave it to this temple that's in Hokkaido it's the Menenji temple and the doll is actually still there today and the people who take care of the Menenji temple they actually have someone that's like a specific caretaker for Okiku the doll and they do claim that her hair has grown so long so this is like kind of like a porcelain doll I don't know if it's porcelain but it is like a mm-hmm, classic like a, doll with yeah. very short hair and literally like they could see the hair growing into like these split frayed ends and someone actually regularly trims a doll's hair they've had um pieces of the hair sent out for testing before scientifically and it does show that it's human hair which is really but like nothing else has really come from that um though there are claims that slowly over time the doll's mouth is opening and you can actually see in the porcelain gums little teeth forming so slowly over time it's not only growing hair but also teeth Mm -hmm. and this doll is still there like i said in this temple in hokkaido so you can go and see it if if you're if you find yourself in japan um i just had to mention that because that's like wild to like have the growth and also the fact that they got it tested i don't i couldn't find any sources of where they sent it or anything like that but this is like this the myth around this doll Mm -hmm. um and then the other it's not actually a doll it's multiple dolls that I wanted to mention so there's this place called the island of the dolls Mm -hmm. and it's this little island it's actually a floating garden that's in Mexico um it's been in a couple of things like I've seen it on Ghost Adventures I've also seen it on BuzzFeed Unsolved which I know we've mentioned on here before
1: I've seen it on Ghost Adventures I've also seen it on Expedition X Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so so this is the island of the dolls so there's thousands of dolls or doll parts hanging on trees all around the island it is so unsettling you want to talk about the creep factor of just like one doll there's literally just these hanging dolls all over the place it is very creepy so supposedly the caretaker of the island don julian santana barrera um, found a drowned little girl and couldn't save her. And then uh, shortly after he pulled her body out of the water, he found a doll and it was like near where her body was. So he kind of thought it was her doll. So he goes and hangs up the doll in a tree. Um, there are a couple of reasons why people say that he does this, but um, mostly people think that it's just to honor her spirit because he felt so guilty that he couldn't save her. Um so essentially though there's he's kind of seen as being overwhelmed with this whole thing and he is supposedly haunted by the spirit of the dead girl and he feels inclined to then hang more dolls up around the island to appease her spirit um but at that point the spirit of all these other dead girls then possess the other dolls so supposedly all of these dolls that are like these Literally, like, hundreds and hundreds of dolls that hang on the mm. island become possessed with multiple people's spirits. Mm. And um, people have seen them moving. People have heard them whispering to each other. Um, supposedly, they've lured boaters down to the island um, to do harm to them. Yeah. So this was going on, yeah, for a while until the caretaker died about 50 years later. This is in 2001. And he was actually supposedly found dead and drowned in the same spot that the original girl that he found was found drowned and it's kind of like it gives like this more even more of an elusive air around the yeah. island itself because of that aspect um but you can go and visit it like i said it's in mexico and i just thought it was like um does it, i don't know does
1: it have a current caretaker now or it's just kind of like if you ask it, to tell, people will take you but like
0: I think that it's me. Ma- I found a website for the island, so I think that it's maintained by like a group of people. I don't know if it's like government or who yeah. who it is, but it is like being maintained by someone. So you can go and visit it. I don't know if it's like an open to the public or you have to schedule something kind of a deal, but I do know that it, it you can go there and see it and check it out. Um, But yeah so I just wanted to mention those like I said there are others but uh, those were like of note that I wanted to point out but I think that pretty much like wraps up my research on haunted dolls. (laughs) That
1: wraps up everything I know about haunted dolls.
0: (laughs) I'm glad we went on this creepy adventure though.
1: Yeah it's been a while since we had like a creepy creepy one so.
0: Oh yeah. And we will definitely be sharing pictures with you guys on our website regarding this. We'll post something on Instagram as well. So you can see pictures of these, these creepy little things. 100%. All right. So thank you very much for um, jumping into that Robert the Doll research. And thanks for giving me the space for jumping into this other creepy stuff. Yeah I don't
1: actually I didn't know I knew Annabelle was a thing but I didn't know as much as I thought I knew about Annabelle so mm. thanks for introducing that to me I knew she had a ton of movies but
0: I didn't really yes.
1: know Annabelle as a, as a
0: what her story actually was what her
1: story actually was
0: so yeah uh, she'd want you to know she I don't even know why I'm saying she it, it's probably not a she it, they, they would want you to know uh, yeah true that <laughs> We give no names to demons here. No. We give no cons- consent, no. none at all. But yeah, either <laughs> way.
1: The There's power in a name.
0: <laughs> there is power in a name. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. Well, if you guys have heard of any haunted doll stories that we haven't mentioned that you think is of note enough for us to share, please let us know. You can reach out to us on our email, out of the average pod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Instagram at out of the average pod.
1: Or we also have a website, uh, out of the average So you can also check us out on there and leave any comments and
0: yeah, reach out to us. We'll be posting some pictures of these creepy dolls on our website for you guys to check out. And in the meantime, guys, stay weird. Stay weird.